you're looking for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Toeir Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet-sounding instruments. Go to toeirguitars.us, that's T-O-I-R-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.us, and contact Ed today. Hey everybody, Brad and I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for the support. Please continue to listen and share this podcast on all platforms that you can. And if you'd like to support us monthly, we're set up now where you can go to anchor.fm slash Recording, hit the support button, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Now back to the podcast. Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 80. What's up, Neil? What's up, man? Episode 80. Yeah. Nice this round number. This is the last episode of season five. Yeah. Believe it or not. Because oh, we wow. have 16 episode seasons. That's kind of something that just happened. You know, we, uh, uh, because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. We finished 16 episodes, then COVID hit, and we all thought we were going to die. And so we ended season one and just kept with 16 seasons. We got another great guest tonight. We have yeah. the band Elkhound with us. What's going on, guys? Elkhound just learned that 16 times 5 is 80. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, math, math magic for us. Yeah, math has never really been a strong suit. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we are going to have a little Elijah Craig tonight while we're talking to these guys. Yeah, and I already Good failed. I told you, man, I yeah. failed you. I'm over two today. I, met, I, had, I got a little bit of this yesterday. I thought, I'm going to take that easy take. Always have it down here. Bring it next time. I'll bring it next time. And then I literally walked out the door, and I think it's still sitting right outside my door that I locked uh, some, some I don't know, dickle. I had some dickle. Well, you can bring it next week because next week we're recording three podcasts and three one-shots. Ooh, get down to business. But cheers. Cheers, man. Cheers, cheers guys. Cheers, guys. All Thanks right. for having us. Mm. Elijah Craig's always good. It's just a, it's just a go-to. Man. Always good. So good. So I'm gonna let you guys introduce yourselves, and then we'll get this podcast going. So uh, tell us who you are. Sure. Uh, I'm Andrew Iafrate. I'm the, I guess, band leader of. He's the figurehead. Elk, Elk <laughs> yeah, figurehead. He's the masthead. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard the name Iafrate. <laughs> it's um, it's Italian, and there's not a lot of. I have freights in the in this region, but if you go up to Michigan, apparently there's a lot. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I've been told. Yeah. Well, welcome. Yeah, man. Uh, John Pettigo, I play bass. I'm D.A. Meeks. I play drums. <laughs> All right. D.A.? <laughs> D.A., yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of initials in that name. I'm abbreviating it as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we start off? Why don't you guys just kind of tell us the origins of uh, Elk Hound? Maybe starting with the oldest relationship between you guys. Let's see. Well, this, me and John is probably the oldest. Um, it's definitely the oldest. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> Not even the a oldest. contest. <laughs> um, John and I met in, I want to say 2008. Does that sound right? Sure. I, I had just moved to town. Um, 
and was looking for some folks to play music with. So where are you from originally? Michigan. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> West Virginia, actually. Oh, the, close. No, the Michigan kidding. of the Appalachians. <laughs> um, what brought you to Louisville? Well, I had some friends that lived here, and I didn't really know where where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. And I said, hey, can I sleep on your couch for a few months or something? Perfect. And, and that was uh, then it became 14 home. years ago. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you didn't know where you were going. You just knew you were going somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just had to get the hell out of where you wasn't going to be in West Virginia anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. do you have a bed now? <laughs> I do have a bed. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've at least gained a bed in the last fourteen years. I consider <laughs> that success. Congratulations. <laughs> That's all I really wanted at first. Oh, I could imagine. Couch. Well, I mean, if you're if you're uh, taking off like that. That's probably all you want. It's somewhere, <laughs> as long as you got a place to go and lay your head, I'm sure you're fine. Mm-hmm. So, and you end up meeting uh, John in that. Yeah. So, John and I, John was playing with a mutual friend of ours, Chad Acton, a great guitar player. So, I met Chad first, and he said, me and these guys that I'm playing with, we're interested in, you know, hooking up with a singer-songwriter type and doing like a backup band kind of thing. So, John and I first started playing some shows here and there, doing that. And then just kind of off and on over the years. That's a nice way to say it. It just fell apart two times. This is <laughs> the third round. <laughs> so there's um, been there's been different lineups then in Elkhounds. Yeah. Has it has, always been Elkhound? So that's a more recent thing, really. When when we first started playing, I was just playing under my own name. Okay. Um, uh, a couple years ago, we recorded a record, like a full-length record. Um, and it was a little bit more of a band project you know like we've recorded most of it live as a band and um it just kind of felt more like uh something that needed a band name on it plus it's really hard to like market your name when mm-hmm. you have so many syllables just crashed into each other <laughs> yeah. in your last name so i thought let me just make a simple band name this is like a band thing but also helps thro- throw the michiganders off the scent exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was the main motivation yeah. behind that. Yeah, off and on playing. And then uh, we made the first official Elkhound record in 2017, I think, 2018. Was that uh, Static and Hum? That's Static and Hum, yeah. Full-length record, just self-released. That was more of a project for the writing process or the production process or the whole process? The production process was really more the band effort. I think this, the, the songs were pretty formed in terms of writing um you know we probably tweaked some stuff here and there maybe some arrangements and um stuff like that but um yeah it really felt like you know over the course of rehearsing we kind of just turned them into these things that i didn't really have originally in my head you mm-hmm. know it was a really cool process making that record I oh thought. god i thought you're gonna be like and i didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> i know it's five years later now's the time just, to tell you just sucks. <laughs> i've been waiting for the, been waiting to slip this in for a while and the shoe drops <laughs> how'd you guys connect with da meeks so that's a more recent development um why don't you who are you looking at? Oh, talking to John. Oh, John. John's going to tell um, the tale. So during the pandemic, right before it started, our friend Joan Shelley started a um, songwriters club with uh, her our mutual friend Isaac Fossil Van Wyk, and 
we met once in person and then COVID. So we ended up <laughs> meeting on Tuesdays um, for 53 weeks straight on Zoom. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That and, sounds familiar. Yeah. No, we we didn't didn't. Do, ours didn't hold out 53 weeks. And we so had to do it every other week and Maybe 5.3 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, people would come and go and we had our mainstays. And then eventually Andrew came and then eventually the Alex came. And it just, once we were allowed to be around people again, I think we were the first people we were around. Um, yeah. So yeah. Your, music what, and stuff. what did your songwriter group look like? So like, how did you, what, what did you do to come to the meeting? Was everyone writing their own songs? And was it wide open or what did it look like? Yeah, there was, I mean, it was a, every week people would show up with what they'd written. And in the course of, list, like everyone would listen to everyone's song, you bring a recording. And then through the course of listening to it, some possible prompt for the next week would come about. Mm-hmm. And then that prompt you could use if you needed help writing a song for the next week. But it was like sort of a, a way to just stay sort of co-accountable to just keep making tunes every week. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. It was a great way to pass the time <laughs> during the during the. Well, there's something about having a deadline for sure. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you know, it, it's, and it just uh, kind of forces you to sit down and take the time. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah, and have a bunch of other people with the same deadline. It's like, oh, yeah. so, but an hour until the next. Uh, I could better get a song out here, and then it's like, oh wow, I would have never written that song if yeah. I hadn't yeah. done it in only an hour. We thing. did the same thing. I didn't write a song for 20 years, and then we started that songwriting group, and I wrote. Five songs in five weeks. It's amazing. Yeah. It's totally amazing. Yeah. Makes a big difference. And then, and then folks started dropping out because they were like, well, shit, I've got like 50 songs. I should probably go record some. <laughs> so people like one by one were like, all right, I'm going to go re- record this. And then Yeah, I think we did that at five. All right, we got five. We're good. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah, we yeah, got yeah. an EP. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's, that's my max. Yeah. It's five amazing. songs are amazing. We got an EP with one good song. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but after a while, I was like, man, Andrew, these songs, all these songs you're bringing, you're amazing. If we like... I, we're basically making, we're going to make a rhythm section for you. So tell us when to show up yeah. at your house. D. Alex was being like, me and John should be in your band. And he didn't know that I'd already been in his band. Correct. Like, he didn't even know. <laughs> I was sitting there being like, I don't know if this is awkward. I don't think it is. I just don't know. <laughs> were any of the former members in the uh, songwriting group? I'm trying to think if anyone no, popped in. Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they don't even know this is happening. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, that's a good sign, you know, that, that at least you're in the group. So know? was everybody like the songwriting group would meet and everybody be pissed off because Andrew has another great song? I don't know, pissed <laughs> off, but we'd definitely be amazed. <laughs> yeah, there were definitely times I was like, oh, my song sucks extra this week. I felt like that. Like, like everybody in that group is just like... There are so many talented Amazing. people. This there. was kind of the running theme is like someone would show up and be like, oh, I didn't have much time. I just wrote this thing. And like what the longer the preamble for how like, you know, not, not good. good the song was going to be, everyone would be like yeah. equ- equally blown away. It's just yeah. like, come on. what? If, yeah. <laughs> just, just play the song. It's an inverse relationship between how good you they think, think it the is. song is yeah, going right. to be and how good it actually ends up being. For sure. What kind of recordings were you guys bringing? Just like phone recordings? And, a little, yeah, a little bit of everything, yeah. you know, sometimes it's just, you put the iPhone out and strum something into it, and then sometimes it'd be like full blown home studio. Yeah, some know. people were bringing like fully produced tunes. They're yeah. like, "Oh, here's this demo of a thing." It's like, dude, this just needs to be mastered. Like, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> like come on. Yeah, that's Jay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Jay in our group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's always somebody who knows how to do that. Yeah, that was kind of the cool thing about it. There was no like, you know, pressure to do it one way or the other. You just kind of whatever you're feeling that week, you know. Yeah. That's an interesting way to do it. Do you put out a prompt? Did you put out a, hey, let's aim at this? Yeah, yeah, it'd be like, I don't, yeah, some of the prompts were like, 
they could be super abstract or like really stylistic or like, oh, like choose a key or, you know, everyone's going to send the next person a fragment of a line or like a piece of music, you know, like it was, they were all over the place, just yeah. like whatever we And it might be with. several, like here's four or five different little prompts and yeah, yeah. choose one you them, like. Yeah, take them or leave them. Yeah, if you want. Yeah. The, After a year, they tended to get a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of fun to invite new people to be like, oh my God, they're going to feel so weird when they get these prompts. <laughs> yeah. What the Alex and I came about? in like later, kind of later in the, yeah. in the year too. So we got the, we got the brunt of the weird stuff, which was cool. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Did any, uh, any of the hated son songs come from that? Uh, so that was all done. It was after right? the year before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay. So that mess. Yeah. But we did. Um, I mean, a lot of songs. We're we're getting ready to record a new EP here in the next couple of months, and a lot of those songs are are came out of the out of the songwriting group. So the songwriting group has a really funny name. I, I don't know if we're refraining from saying it, but it, no, I don't. It's okay. called the Pineapple Playground. <laughs> and when I first heard this, I was like, this is, no. <laughs> what do you mean, Pineapple? This is ridiculous. <laughs> but, it's, but, but, then, but then you got in the group. Well, I got, I got so into it. I mean, it I have yeah. such, such like tender affection for this group of people and the, the work we did. So yeah, Pineapple Playground. <laughs> All about it. All about it. <laughs> well, let's listen to uh, an Elkhound song. Let's, uh, let's hear about Night Beast. That's from the Static and Hum. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tell us about Night Beast and we'll listen to a little bit of that. Sure. Um, so this was the first track on that record. Um, it might have been the first one that we like really rehearsed for that to do that recording. And I felt like it was kind of like it. I had written a long time ago. I think it was one of the earlier ones I had written for that batch of songs. It was definitely in <clears throat> the band's wheelhouse. Yeah. So I remember it very clearly being like oh, okay good this yeah. is good I think it's one that we probably played at some point not under the Elkhound name um, so it was a good way to just kind of set the the table for that making that record okay Night Beast it's a cold dark wind it's picking up over my stone Hickory face. It's a black night. Beats giving me change into an
Yeah. I don't want you to stop it either. Uh, no, I was going <laughs> to let it play on through. Chad Solo is really good on that. It's been forever since I've listened to that. Yeah, that was some Chad acting guitar magic on that one. And should shout out our friend Sean Johnson uh, playing drums on that. And Anna Cripple, well. Crippenstaple singing background vocals. Oh, yeah, background vocals. Background vocals. Dude, they sat in there good, didn't they? Yeah. yeah <laughs> kind of haunting over, feel. Yeah. yeah. Seen that look over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that came in. That was nice. It was nice. So you guys uh, released that in, would you say, 2018? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was 2018. You guys recently recorded or released, you guys must have been working on The Hated Sun right in the middle of the pandemic or no, right before? That was kind of right, right before, yeah. So actually, most of that one I did just by myself in the home studio. Um, there was one track that I recorded with a friend up in Ohio, Um Adam Remnant, he used to play in a band called um, Southeast Engine, but uh, recorded one at his home studio and he threw a couple keys and stuff on on some stuff. Um, and then, uh, I, yeah, I really had intentions of, of doing that one as more of a full band thing, but I just kept recording demos of it, the songs, and kind of iterating over them. And then I got to a certain point where I was like, you sound pretty good as they are. I think I'm just going to put this record out. Work for Prince. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Prince model. Um, so you're recording all this at home? That one, yeah. For the most part, that was yeah. that was all home recording. Yeah, and then I, so I had it, I had it, I was wrapping up all of the, you know, getting the artwork done and having records made. And that was like uh, January, February, 2020. And then COVID hit. And yeah. I had this finished record, and I had to just kind of sit on it for a while. But luckily, yeah. you could build a house for your cat out of all the boxes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I saw it was April twenty fourth, twenty twenty. I thought, oh, dude. Yeah, it was. What a wonderful time to uh, release a record. <laughs> right. <laughs> Certainly didn't plan it that way, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's rough. So you, you're releasing that new music, which you're you're always excited about, and it's kind of a wild project if you did a lot of it kind of in your own space. There's not a lot of success to be had at that time. Where there was success was like Netflix, com- Netflix <laughs> comedy uh, stand-up and stuff like that. People were getting big success from that. and um, But it, it doesn't seem like new music was getting any attention at that point because you couldn't play live. You couldn't do anything to support that. What was, what was that like, putting that out there and not having any avenue to do anything other than live stream. I'm sure yeah. you could do a live stream or two. It's just not the same. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was really, I mean, I, so I don't like play professionally. So like, you know, I wasn't like touring all the time anyway. I mean, um, even just playing here, it's, it's right. important to just go like, Hey, I got this thing. I want people to hear it. I want to play with some uh, of my friends live and, 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 it's still a, a big deal. Right. Yeah. Even if it's just here and you have a day job and all those things. I do too. But I mean, dude, it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so put it out and be like. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. You know, like on one hand, it's like I'm really proud of how it turned out. You know, I loved making it. I'm glad I did it. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, that was that period of time. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to we're working on a new thing. I'm just going to focus on the new thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which it sounds like the new thing, the way it's come together, is organic and and makes the process probably entirely different. Because the way I see it is, you know, you talk about, um, you know, you're bringing these songs to the table. Well, the same time you're writing, you, you guys are writing. So you've got 150-something <laughs> songs or however, whenever you 
you know, you guys came into the the thing, into the mix. So say you got 75 to 100 songs that that you can now work with. Does that make the process of writing together easier? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, for the most part, it's still more like, you know, these are the written songs. Let's see where we can take them. Um, you know, but I mean, these guys have such a great, like, musicality and just a sense of, they're always taking it places that I never would have yeah. anticipated. And even like, you know, like we've kind of like redone old ones and, and you know, D-Alex will change the meter of it. And it's just like a, a whole different song, but like, it's, it's way cool because it's like, shining a different color light on it, you know. It's been really fun to arrange them, sort of arrange them on the fly, just like knowing that we have the ears enough to do that. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, who knows, like John was just like the bassist in the songwriting group. I had no idea that we would make such a good rhythm section, but we seem to be good at listening to one another mm-hmm. in a way that makes, yeah, that makes actually playing the music feel really dynamic. It's not just like playing the changes. It's not like charts. It's just, you know, like they're, they're, always, being, they're always being made each time. Are yeah. you guys yeah. professionally trained musicians or self-taught or... The Alex is probably the most professionally trained of us, right? I'm, I suppose I am professionally <laughs> Go trained. Go on, Diaz. That was I, I don't know to be, this part of your existence. I'd love running, to hear about it. used to be a running to joke in one of the bands that I played in. It's like, oh, we have, you know, cumulative, uh, you know, $100,000 worth of music education amongst us or whatever. But yeah, I'm, I'm professionally trained, I suppose. So you're a music major in college? Uh, yeah, I studied, I studied music. Okay. Yeah. I moved here from Canada in September of last year. Um, and I imported my musical skill with me. They allowed that. <laughs> <laughs> so what brought you from Canada? Uh, I came here to open a workshop uh, for, um, I'm a watchmaker. I came to open a watchmaking workshop in Louisville. Oh, a watchmaker? I, yes. That's why I came to Louisville. I know, that's why, that's why we're all... <laughs> I didn't, know that, why we all come I didn't know that was still a profession that oh, yeah, existed. It's, it's, it's still, there are not many of us, but uh, yeah. but there are few enough of us that a lot of people need us to work in their watches. So, so you like amazing. build a watch from the ground up or what's it look like? I know how to do that. What I do these days mostly is just service high-end watches. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so that's so why I moved here. But I, yeah, I also study started using hands. I do have steady hands. I couldn't do that. Oh. What about grandfather clocks? Do you repair those? Oh, not officially. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My parents are always looking for somebody to fix their grandfather clock. I've heard about a guy, but I haven't, I haven't expected his work myself. I hear this guy in Louisville. Clock. Yeah. Is it, do they have one that always breaks or did it just break once and they can't find anybody to fix it? I think it just must be something grandfather clocks do. I don't know. Yeah, they yeah. stick around for so long, they just need some loving care every now and then. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's don't we all. Don't. I mean, hell, you oh, got to wind them up. And, you know, sometimes you pull the <laughs> chain a little too tight, you know. It sounds like they're high strung. That's <laughs> <laughs> yep, a thing. No, I don't know. That's wild. So, Andrew, let, let's back up a little bit. Where did music start for you, like, as something serious? Like, when did you start playing a guitar? When did you start writing songs? Was it, was it at a young age or yeah, later? Yeah, it was always kind of in the house. Um, my dad played in um, classical guitar society stuff. Um, and he was also just into, like, folk and bluegrass and rock and roll. Like, good, good record collection and stuff in the house, oh, you know. Sweet. My, I had an older brother. He, he, he uh, was just, you know... He was in bands, and and I looked up to him, and um, he wrote so, songs, and I you know wanted to figure out how to do that, and so yeah, since a young age, I'd been playing and writing songs. Do any of those old records stand out? Just records you remember? Uh, let's see. Dad was a big Bob Dylan fan, so there was lots of that. Uh, Bob Dylan, Neil Young, Tom Waits. He liked Tom Waits a lot. The big Tom Waits collection. Um. And then, yeah, my brother was really into R.E.M., like 80s era, like mm-hmm. R.E.M. Yeah, R.E.M., R.E.M., R.E.M. 
So that was a big one. Um, and I, th- I mean, I think all that stuff kind of shows up a little bit in the, in the songs that, that I end up writing, you know. Did it's you like start with DNA. guitar when you started playing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, we just always had guitars laying around. There'd be a mandolin here and there or, you Ooh. know, just a, a, a random instrument my dad would get for a while and then sell it and then get something else. And so there's always something to pick up and, and see what you can do with. How old were you then when you started playing? I think I was eight or nine, maybe. Okay. And then it was like another couple of years before I was really like had the focus to like Got learn, okay, it. these are some chords and you, you can actually put them together and, um, you know, but, uh, but yeah, pretty, pretty young, um, you know. Did you ever take lessons or? Not really. When I was in college, actually, I had like a, um, a classical guitar, like elective class. Cause I, it was just like, here's a free credit hour basically. And um, that was kind of the most, like, formal, like, you know, uh, learning some music theory and, 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 and um, you know, proper technique and stuff, like, in terms of classical stuff. It's all, I've forgotten all of it. but <laughs> That's, that's was, the best. Uh, that's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, learn as much as you can and forget it. Yeah, yeah. Like, gotta, <laughs> I got a little bit of exposure yeah. to what uh, as a long formal as something music the drums. That's 98% of my college education. <laughs> that's my Spanish 101 class from high school. Yeah. <laughs> at the window, man. <laughs> what about you, John? Where did you start? Um, so I grew up in, uh, in church. Like My grandpa and my dad were both preachers. My mom played piano, and she was a choir teacher. So same deal. Music was just always around. My older brother, he's a songwriter. And when I was growing up, he was just real into like Hendrix and Zeppelin so, like, I just, like, lived classic rock when I was, like, in elementary school and middle school, oh, you know? And then, of course, the 90s. So, like, Nirvana made me mm. one, one I, I was like, I got to have, I got to be a drummer. I want to be that guy. <laughs> so, I got my first drum set. And I did that for a few years. And then I was trying to start bands in middle school. And the kids didn't, they didn't, they didn't know how to play their instruments very well. So, I'd be like, here, plays, here's how you play the guitar part. Here's how you play the bass part. And I was like, well, it's a lot harder to tell people what to do from a drum set. And I was like, Kirk, I'll just be Kirk Cobain. That's cooler anyway. I want pink hair. So <laughs> I started playing guitar. Um, I tried to take lessons, but at the time, my older brother was the only person in town giving lessons. So it was like either he'd get paid money by my parents and we'd fight and I wouldn't learn anything. Or he'd be like, why don't we take this money and just go get baked? I'd be like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, I think I got like two Grateful Dead songs and a couple of Green Day songs out of him um, with all that money. <laughs> but uh, yeah, after that, like after high school, it was mostly like singer-songwriter bands and like my formative years are like playing with Joan Shelley and um, and then doing a bunch of con- uh, old country bands for years and years. Mm. When I started playing with Andrew, it was actually com- felt completely out of my element. And sometimes it still does, but I just <laughs> try to, you know, fake it hard enough that no one has any so idea. You, well, you were always like the front guy. Mm. I've never really felt like one. I think I've always felt like a band leader, but I've never really, you know, playing bass or even playing guitar in a band. It's always just like, what needs to be done here? You know what I mean? I'll just do that. Whatever needs to be done, I'll just do that. Huh. So, so you, did you ever sing? Yeah. So you lead sing, did all you, do you? Yeah, I mean, if I have to, I will sing. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the country band I'm in now, like we finally found a really good singer and I don't have to sing. I'm like, this is really nice. Like, I just get to play bass in a country band and band lead. It's really nice. Is it always bass? Yeah, it usually is, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do love it. So you graduated just to 
sit in the cut and be the bass player. It was always utility. Like people needed bass players. Yeah, and like I can, I can, I can figure it out when I'm at home and no one knows how long I spend on it. I will show up and you'll think that I don't suck. <laughs> um, but, but for some reason during COVID, I finally was like, actually, I like playing the bass. I don't know how I didn't know this for so long. I actually really enjoy it. Um, and I actually spent a little bit of time just like playing around and enjoying it like I was a kid, which I'd never done before. It'd always just been learn songs. So, yep. All right. So we are. when you are in the songwriting group, how are you writing with a guitar? So for me, I started like I always do, just like a guitar and like country songs, singer-songwriter songs. And then I just started recording because I was at home and had time. Um, and then... It just grew from there. Everything was just a recording process. I was just trying to do something new every week. Sometimes okay. I'd start with a drum machine. Sometimes I'd start with a bass line. Sometimes I'd just get my little road sounds out and come up with something groovy. Okay. So it just depended. Um, John was one of those guys that would on. show up with something like fully produced every week that sounded like it was made by like the, you know, some slick studio band from the 1970s. Yeah. Sounded like had, a finished product. Like, How did you it, do Was this? it always different? It was always different. That's the cool It's ridiculous. Until, yeah, yeah the, the sort of, you know, there's some things that you felt could be grouped together in similar worlds, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's pretty all over the place. Yeah, amazing. of all of us, John might have had the biggest variety, I think, in terms For sure. of what the sounds were like. I was there the longest. It's, it's, <laughs> it's been <laughs> sure. You've been there since day one. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's more mature than songwriting. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> well, when you, it's definitely not. Well, <laughs> I think when you can start at a different place, I mean, when you can start, when you go, all right, I'm going to start with this drum this beat this week or this bass line instead of coming from, I'm going to start with this, you know, GC, you know, totally. it, it yeah. doesn't limit you as much as it limits somebody that plays an instrument. Right. For sure. Which yeah. gives you a different perspective. Probably makes you think different about songwriting too. So I'm sure what they say is correct. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. It was a really good opportunity. Like, I mean, you don't want to talk about the silver lining of COVID or whatever, but like, we, we've talked um, about it before. you know, like <laughs> I would have never spent all of those hours at my computer just like making music and doing random weird stuff. And so and it really, in that way, it was a gift. And uh, honestly, I don't make, like, I don't make friends. Just not really, not only through music. Um, but the Pineapple Playground was just like, you got to hang out with people every week. And it was got dark there for a while. I don't know about the rest of you, but some of, some <laughs> yep. of COVID was pretty dark. Um, so it was really nice to just see people who are excited to hang out yeah. once a week and, yeah, yeah. and celebrate just trying to do something good. Shoot, yeah. other than this type of stuff, it may be darker now than it was back then. Yeah. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> yeah. sure, yeah. But at least there's a vaccine. Cheers. What did you have uh, what did you have going in Canada before uh, you moved? So I yeah, I, I studied uh contemporary improvisation and musicianship. So it's like non-idiomatic, weird, quote-unquote, avant-garde music. And there's a big scene up there of like really out, you know, like if you take the exit that's marked jazz off the highway and then like you get off on the frontage road and you like go into the woods, like that's kind of the region of what's going on there. Like, But there's this really amazing tradition. There's a York University, there's a program in, in that there. Um, and somehow in Toronto, there's this tradition of like, super out improvisers on all instruments backing up really amazing songwriters so this like this kind of like spontaneous composition approach is something that i have a lot of like passionate investment in so it's like everything's really, becoming so much clearer for sure. yeah like you guys don't know this but yeah that's, that's like kind of what you i learned it a lot huh? for sure yeah. that's, that's, what I, that's what i study over like I, oh, he went to school to learn how to do that thing that he does uh -huh. yeah yeah for sure i mean i ended up playing in rock it makes like a bass i thought he was crazy, just really probably. bored exactly yeah yeah <laughs> 
Like, man, why are you always playing this different thing? But he's a, he follows along just fine. It's beautiful. Uh, That's all I do, guys. I just follow along. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I played in a rock band for a while that did a lot of touring, but that was that was like the most straight. You talk about feeling out of your element playing in this. I remember the first time they're like, hey, would you play in this band? I was like, man, how am I going to play this straight music? I'm going to try like try not to. I'm just going to try to play the parts, but that didn't last very long. That drummer has <laughs> the craziest feels. Yeah, it's like, what is going on? He's not even, it's like, I'm not here to keep time. I'm just articulating this thing. You all got to count on your own. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that uh what was that major again i have to hear that one more uh, time con- so contemporary improvisation and musicianship there we go so the way it i think up- i would do good at, at that college oh man yeah it's a, Dude, it's a sweet program i would have never failed out of that college would you, I? Would, you would have passed, have passed yeah it. that's right yeah yeah that's amazing my yeah. parents would have been proud they'd be like all right sweet program sweet program <laughs> i would have just been interested it sounds interesting not, For sure. not that it's yeah, yeah. easy it just sounds For like sure. something that would have caught, captured my attention other than you know math totally <laughs> i mean it's like you know here's here's six notes like what can we come up with a way to like permute all the possible combinations of these like really rapidly like that's that was the musicianship component huh, like kind of mathy that's, yeah that's pretty mathy, too much yeah. math for me I've, yeah I'm, a lot of there's a lot of rhythmic work and like but then it's just kind of like throw all the stuff you spend a lot of time learning into like the pot and then just sort of try to be in the moment and pull out what you've got without thinking too hard you know it's kind of the mm. show up in each moment so what kind of musician has that made you uh, I think I'm a good listener and maybe a little stubborn about trying to be non-idiomatic. <laughs> like playing in, but these days because of it, I love playing in like, if this is, a, I don't know, is this a country band? It's not a country band. I, I, think, like a, that, a I country think you band. asked the wrong person. I think you got to ask the other guys, what type of musician is this maiden? Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't know, but we're glad to have him. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I don't, I'm afraid that anything I would say wouldn't sound as nice as I mean it to. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, though, I'm interested in those comments. <laughs> Try it out, John. Um, I will say this. Sometimes this is the worst case scenario, and it's actually really nice. It feels like his purpose is to teach me to listen better. Mm. And sometimes I like, I don't want to listen. I just play the song. I can think about like, I can think about like eating nachos later. <laughs> but now I can't. I have to pay you attention to all the time. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like, come on. And the other times, most of the time I'm like, this is a gift and I'm getting better. So there's definitely Cheers. a little mischief in my, you know, I like to be a little <laughs> healthy dose of mischief. Mm-hmm. So, hey man, you don't have a mustache if you're not into mischief. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you might see John zoning out a little bit and you just wake him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 Perfect. <laughs> let's hear another tune let's hear one of these tunes from uh the hated sun let's uh talk about ship unmoored sure yeah so um this is the one i mentioned i went up and um recorded with my friend adam let's see it's one that uh, uh i intended on having adam kind of lay down most of the tracks for it and i would just i think originally what i did was send him like guitar and maybe some bass. And I was like, okay, I'll track vocals at your place and you can do some drums and do, you know, any over overdubs that you want to do. And then it just, we ended up like I, he, he was started playing some drum parts and I was like, you know, let me, I'll sh- let me show you what kind of what I'm thinking. And then I just ended up playing the drums on it. And then um, <laughs> I want it exactly like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not like, not to, discredit i mean he's a great drummer and a great musician but um it was just kind of like one of those things where i was like maybe this was a little bit more well formed in my head than i anticipated when i came in here mm. um and then he threw some awesome keys uh like organ and, and synth stuff on it um and just like really made it uh made it sound like the, the song that it is so all right let's check it out <laughs> 
been a single day for a month or more. Think I'll go down the line a little more. Gonna make my way where the briars grow. Think I'll call it home. With a heavy heart and a single name, and you can do the same. You can do the same. I'm a ship on more resigned to the tide. I didn't cheat and I didn't lie, but I saw that sign. Gonna make my way where the briars grow. Think I'll call it home. With a heavy heart and a single name. Oh yeah, I love the tone of the guitar. Yeah. I was in it. <laughs> Thank you. So how would you describe El Cam's music? Man, that's a good question. I really, I never know how to answer that, like genre <clears throat> stuff, because it's just, there's so many things that go into it, you know, just unintentionally, you know. Um, I mean, it's definitely like rooted in American traditions, right? There's folk and there's country and there's, and there's rock and roll and um, blues. Yeah, blues, blues jazz, yeah. you know. Um, jazz. jazz definitely there's right. some influence there yeah that's what I was, I was just sitting here thinking the first song we listened to you know you kind of get like folksy country type vibes and then blue this one bluesy jazzy yeah yeah I try to I try to avoid saying this sounds too one way or the other I like to try to just play it out and see what happens you know and sometimes it doesn't work and I'm like okay we'll just scrap that one but um the end result of that ends up being you have a record with a bunch of different kinds of sounds on it, um, which is cool. I mean, that's, you know, I'm into that. So at the record store, which section would they stick you in? <laughs> Man, <at my> record <laughs> like, store, we're making this no, way yeah. harder than it needs to be. There's five <laughs> sections. Sure, which yeah, one yeah. would you be in? They put it in the dollar, the discount bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean yeah. at all. I thought it was Pop Christian. Yeah, pop Christian. <laughs> um, not, it's not any either of those. <laughs> like at Guest Room, you'd be like, am I in indie or am I, I, I in rock? Be, They'd stick you in indie. They just would. I don't know. I did see, uh, I saw that uh, uh, Brett Ralph on Instagram, he cleaned out the indie section at his store. Said he was going to put it where Andy fit. He said Andy was getting, I forgot what it was. Maybe he said Andy was getting too broad and too too wide and too Mm. deep. Nobody knew what Andy was. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like he was like, it just belongs with all the other records. These are just bands. You could refile all of these. Well, it's like whenever indie bands are winning record of the year at the Grammys. Like, what does it even mean anymore? Like, just yeah. put just put them all together. I totally agree with them on that. Yeah, so yeah. Al Count's an indie band, I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, because it just belongs with everything else. Exactly. <laughs> John's from <laughs> Indiana. And I'm from Indiana. <laughs> yeah, it's I-N-D-Y. It's indie yeah, band. that's right. Indie, indie band. band. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> 
So for our listeners that want to follow you guys more closely, where do they uh, where do they find you? Well, let's see. We've got a band camp that's elk-hound.bandcamp. Uh, we've got an Instagram that's elk underscore underscore hound. What? <laughs> Two underscores. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I should mention there's a band from Pittsburgh called Elk Hound, but it's all one word. What so we're they? really emphasizing that. Industry elk tactics, hound. folks. Two, Two separate tactics. Two separate words. <laughs> They hate you. <laughs> so I think we're friends. Dog, we follow each other all the I think the dog is one. One word? Okay. Yeah. So this is a, a new creature altogether that we've invented. You're just a hound that <laughs> likes elk. Part elk. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's a hybrid. It's uh-huh. disgusting. It doesn't look right at all. What has science done to yeah, us? It's a freak of nature. <laughs> well, and hey, while we're plugging, man, if you're still listening and uh, want to go to... One shot, one mic, one song. That's right, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you did it. I did it. You can check these guys out and you can subscribe to our channel. Absolutely. While they're there. We need people to subscribe. We have like, uh, we're, we're getting a lot of listens. Uh, it's pretty It's pretty amazing. We've had over 11,000 views in five months on, uh, nice. on one song, one mic, one shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one shot, shot one, one mic, mic, one song. Don't you edit that. <laughs> <laughs> but like 87% of our views come from non-subscribers. We've talked about that. You know, I, I, I don't think I ever subscribed to a YouTube channel. But now that we have one, I understand how important it is because you can't get in, you can't become a YouTube partner unless you have a thousand subscribers. And once you become a YouTube partner, you can get, I mean, even though it's small, you start getting a little percentage of the ad revenue. So, uh, you know, getting to a thousand subscribers would, would help us out a lot to keep this going. So please hit that subscribe button when you when you go view the videos. I've never heard it put in such concrete terms. That's really Me neither. helpful. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, for sure. It's good to know. Well, man, we appreciate you guys hanging out and talking with us, and we're going to have some fun uh, shooting some one-shot videos. Oh, yeah. This is the best part. It's fun stuff. Yeah. And we're going to go go out with another uh, The Hated Sons song, actually the title track, The Hated Sons. So tell us about that, and we'll take it out. Sure. Yeah, this is a title track. Uh, I don't know. I I think it just kind of, this was the one that set the theme for that record. So uh, I thought I'd name the record after it. Okay. <laughs> the hated go. son. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Baby, put your boots on Then walk out in the winter Follow the sound of my voice Follow the Gnawing on both In the remnants of the city All of our work in our homes All that we In the corner of the elated sun In the moment when the stars and the moon are gone
counting all the things that I need. Filling my head with the names of the dead and singing old Lang Syne, counting all the Head with 